We're live. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Matthew Ferris Show. We are on episode two of season two of the Matthew Ferris Show, so we're uh, keep trucking along. Before we get started, make sure you hit that little subscribe button right down there on the Matthew Ferris Show. It's always a great time here on the Matthew Ferris Show. We talk sports. We talk what is happening in the sporting news, and apparently there's a lot happening in the sporting news. Let's start with NFL wildcard weekend. We had the Green Bay Packers and the Dallas Cowboys last night. Uh, the Packers pulled it out, 48-32, and a big upset win. The Packers, who were 10-7 uh, and going into the playoffs, and the Cowboys were 12-5. and uh, A lot of people, sports journalists, expected the Cowboys to win. Um, but hey, you know, things happen. It is the playoffs. It is uh, playoff time. It's 0-0 when you go into the playoffs. C.J. Stroud said that one time going into the playoffs. Uh, so yeah, so... You know, watching this game, it was just a blowout. It was 14-0, 21-0 uh, in the first quarter. You know, it was just uh, the Cowboys didn't come in there, you know. Um, they played at AT&T Stadiums. There was a couple of shots of Jerry Jones up top, uh, not looking so happy from the uh, from the Dallas Cowboys suite. So, you know, what does this mean for Dak Prescott, quarterback Dak Prescott, who had three interceptions, three touchdowns, um, not a very good performance. Dak Prescott, you know, he offered a brutal assessment of his own performance in the team's 48-32 to loss to the Green Bay Packers on Sunday night, uh, which resulted in the team's elimination from the playoffs. D- despite passing for more than 400 yards and putting together uh, a violent effort to uh, try to keep the team in the game, Prescott knows he came up short. Okay? So he did have over 400 yards passing, but he also had three interceptions. Okay? And three touchdowns. I'm not a guy that lives in the past, and so where my feet are in this moment. Yeah, I mean, he said he sucked tonight. He told reporters via ESPN that was it. I got it going a little bit later, but none of that mattered at that point. He fought. That's all I really I really know how to do. But, yeah, I mean, it's about winning. It's about winning in the playoffs. And then getting to the last game and winning that as well. And, yeah, that was tough. The first half was key to the Packers' win. Dallas' first four drives went punt, interception, punt, and pick six before the team scored to, at the end of the half. However, the damage was already done. The Cowboys trailed 27-7. Prescott had two more touchdown passes in the fourth quarter, but it was a little too late. Uh, he finished 41 of 60 passing for 403 yards. All three of his touchdown passes went to Jake Ferguson. Yeah. Uh... However, changes could be coming to Dallas. This is true uh, because Jerry Jones was pretty upset up in the suite. Whether it is for the coaching position or elsewhere on the team, for what it is worth, he backed coach Mike McCarthy and said if McCarthy was in the hot seat, then he should be. In this case, then there should be about uh, me as well, honestly, he said. This is what Dak Prescott said. I mean, that guy, I've had the season. I've had, I've had it because of him. This team has had the success, and they've had because of him. And I understand it's about winning the Super Bowl, and that's the standard of the league. But and but he's damn sure the standard of this place. I get it. But add me to the list in that case. Since Prescott took the reins as the Cowboys' starting quarterback during the 2016 season, Dallas has only two playoff wins. He lost to the Packers in his playoff debut during the 2015 season. He helped the Cowboys beat the Seattle Seahawks in the 2018 season, but the team lost to the Los Angeles Rams. He has three losses in his last four playoff starts. The only one in that span came against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which, is, which essentially ended the career of Tom Brady last season. So, yeah. Um, 
you know, what what's going to happen to Dallas? Obviously, memes, NFL memes, uh, fans who are not Dallas Cowboys have been putting up um, putting up memes, uh, kind of hurtful memes to Dallas fans on Facebook. But that's that's you know the era we live in. We we live in the era of technology and the era of social media. Um, says right here, uh, CBS on NFL overreactions, reality checks for Super Wild Card Week and Sunday games. Uh, is the Cowboys moving on from Dak Prescott? Um, we had the NFL playoffs have begun. The Green Bay Packers became the first number seven seed to win a playoff game, while C.J. Stroud and Jordan Love provided glimpses of the future thanks to incredible playoff debuts. C.J. Stroud and Jordan Love, Houston Texans quarterback C.J. Stroud and Green Bay Packers quarterback Jordan Love, had essentially the same figures, almost the exact same uh, stats of their debut, their playoff debut, um, which is kind of amazing. Although C.J. Stroud did have two yards more passing yards than Jordan Love. Um, the Detroit Lions won their first. Let's talk about the Lions here real quick. Let's move on from the Cowboys to the Green Bay Packers. Let's talk about the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions won their first playoff game since the 1991 season, while Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid still proved the Kansas City Chiefs will be a tough out for any team in the AFC playoffs. Um, this is from uh, NFL on CBS. With some teams moving on others having their season in, Dallas Cowboys are one of those teams. Here's a playoff version of overreactions while the Sunday games that should linger for a while. Here is... What uh, should the Cowboys should move on from Dak Prescott this offseason? Okay, so obviously the Dallas Cowboys hold very high standards. Jerry Jones holds very high standards. There are rumors going around. Uh, we were joking about it at my work last night that uh, the Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones could be contacting uh, former New England Patriots coach now Bill Belichick. But I don't know. We were kind of joking around. But I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. Uh, here's the overreaction, our reality. It's an overreaction. Uh, Prescott certainly has had more than a fair shot to take the Cowboys deep in the playoffs, yet his 2-5 and five record in the postseason is tied for the worst record in NFL history for any quarterback, with a minimum of five playoff starts. He still hasn't made a conference championship game in his nine seasons in the league. Despite quarterbacking a team that has won 12-plus games in four of the five times he has made the postseason, what do the Cowboys do with their underachieving quarterback? Prescott is due for an extension in 2024 uh, after having a cap hit of $59,455 million this offseason. As the 30-year-old quarterback has two years remaining on a four-year $160 million extension signed in 2021. Do the Cowboys pay Prescott an even larger salary for underachieving performance in January? So he hasn't gone very far in the playoffs, but he's asking for more money. So the question is, do the Cowboys move away from Dak Prescott? Despite Prescott's inability to make a deep playoff run, he's a top-10 quarterback. The Cowboys do better than Prescott, but could also have much worse. Hiring the right coach to help out Prescott is the better move, while giving Prescott a shorter extension would benefit both parties. Hard to blame Dallas if the Cowboys decide to turn the page, but hard to ignore 36 wins over the past three seasons with a healthy Prescott at quarterback. Um... Okay, so I mentioned this earlier, earlier, and it's now reported here. Jerry Jones should do whatever he can to hire Bill Belichick. Over, overreaction or reality? Reality. Uh, what else can the Cowboys do at this point? The coach with the most Super Bowl wins in NFL history is, is available for anyone to get, and Jones has a checkbook to give Belichick any salary he commands. Uh, here's what the issue lies. Here's where the issue lies. Would Jones give Belichick the power to run the football team the way he sees fit? 
you have to remember that's a big one because Bill Belichick's going to want full power. Would Jones stay out of the Belichick's way when asked to? Jones is the president and general manager of the Cowboys for a reason, but Dallas is just 5-13 and 13 in the playoffs since winning their last Super Bowl in the 1995 season. Jones has landed Bill Parcells and Mike McCarthy, two Super Bowl-winning coaches, in the year since his last Super Bowl title. Hiring Belichick would be a gamble since Belichick is 84-103 and 103 without Tom Brady at quarterback. Of course, Dak Prescott is the best quarterback, and Belichick would have not named Tom Brady, assuming Cowboys keep him. The Cowboys won 12-plus games in three straight years. They are closer to a Super Bowl than many think. Jones has to concede some things in order to see if Belichick can give them that Super Bowl glory. Uh, yeah, so... You know, we'll see right there. But you have to remember, you know, Bill Belichick, he's won the most Super Bowls in history as an NFL coach, NFL head coach, and he's going to want all the power in Dallas if if Jerry Jones decides to hire him. Now, will Jerry Jones be okay with that? Personally, I don't think so because you have to remember the Jimmy Johnson situation back in the mid to late 90s, right? Jimmy Johnson pretty much told Jerry Jones, hey, you stay out, stay off the field, stay out of the locker room because these are my players. You hired me to win a Super Bowl for you, and that's what he did. You know, uh, Jimmy Johnson came in and won a Super Bowl for him. He won two Super Bowls for him in the 90s. And then Jerry Jones didn't like that Jimmy Johnson said that to him. So guess what? They uh, Jerry Jones fired him the year, the very next year after winning a Super Bowl, after winning back-to-back Super Bowls, the Super Bowl 27 and Super Bowl 28, both against the Buffalo Bills, which will have their game later on tonight. Uh, let's talk about the uh, the reality of the uh, the Lions in Lions history. Dan Campbell is the best head coach in Lions history. Is that an overreaction or reality? That could be an overreaction. Campbell is the first Lions coach to win a playoff game since Wayne Fonts in 1991. He's just the fifth head coach in Lions history to win a playoff game. It could be the first head coach for the franchise to win two playoff games since George Wilson before the Super Bowl was even conceived. Um... With all due respect to uh, Potsy Clark and Buddy Parker, Campbell is taking the Lions to the heights both of those head coaches had the franchise in the 1930s and 1950s. Detroit is 22-13 over the last two seasons with a playoff win and 21-7 in their last 28 games, including postseason. Campbell is one win away from taking the Lions to their first conference championship game since 1991 and winning as many playoff games this season as the Lions have won in the past 66 years. What Campbell has done in Detroit is get rid of the losing culture, something no coach really has done since Wilson led the franchise in the 1950s and 1960s. Another playoff win in this conversation may be revisited. Um, So, yeah. So, listen. uh, I do hope the Detroit Lions go really far. Um, I would love to see – I'm from Houston. I would love to see the Houston Texans win. But I do hope the Detroit Lions go so far because they they've had they've had it bad since 1991. It's been 30 years, right, uh, since they've really been to the playoffs. And uh, head coach Dan Campbell has done well for them. They won their uh, game last night in a very close nail biter against the Los Angeles Rams. I believe that was 24-23. And uh, you know it's just uh, Jared Goff is the quarterback with the Lions now. Matthew Stafford moved over to the Rams, so. Um, yeah, so I would like to see the Lions go far. Uh, possibly, hopefully, could win the Super Bowl if the Houston Texans are not in there. And uh, But it's going to be very hard to predict that because Kansas City Chiefs are on the roll right now. Uh, Buffalo Bills are on the roll right now. They have their game tonight against the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. So 
Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, McVay may be in. Let's talk about Sean McVay and the Rams, uh, the opportunity to advance or whatnot. Is this an overreaction or reality? It's a reality. McVay may be an offensive maestro, but his timeout management left a lot to be desired to Sunday's loss against the uh, Lions. The Rams were trailing 21 to 17 with 59 seconds and left in the first half at their own five yard line with all three timeouts at their disposal. McVay decided to head to the half with all of them in tow, having a six-yard run and a seven-yard pass to end the half. With the Rams getting the ball to open the second half, he wouldn't. Uh, wouldn't the smarter move have been to try to be aggressive and go for the points? The Ford Field crowd calls McVay to blow two timeouts in the second half, leaving him with just one on the Lions' final drive. All Detroit needed was two first downs to win the game, getting the ball and holding a 24-23 lead with 4:07 left. The Lions could kill time off the clock before forcing the Rams to burn their final timeout. After Jared Goff from uh, from Amon Ross St. Brown for the first down that sealed the win. I hope I pronounced that right. Prior to giving the ball back to Detroit with 4.07 left, Bivet opted to punt from the Lions' 44-yard line instead of going for it and potentially getting the first down in the win. McVay decided to be conservative multiple times in the game, and it cost his team. McVay had a great season, but his time management prevented it from being even greater. Uh, yeah, this is true. I mean, that was a close game. The uh, the Detroit Lions came out. They were ready to play. Of course, you know, the Los, Ange- Los Angeles Rams were also ready to play. It could be a, uh, yeah, it was just one of those things. I mean, the Rams ended up 10-8 in the season before they got knocked out, so they were they won double digits there. Lions were 13-5. and, and five. Um, after yesterday's game. So, um, yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Jared Goff, you know, he led the Lions in, in a revenge game over the Rams because you have to remember, Jared Goff used to be the Los Angeles Rams uh, uh, quarterback. Uh, yeah, so we'll see what happens there. Um, this is reported by ESPN. Jared Goff leads Lions and win over the Rams. Led by quarterback Jared Goff, the Detroit Lions have their first home playoff win since 1991 with a 24-23 win over the Los Angeles Rams at Ford Field. Sunday's wildcard round win came at the expense of former Lions, now Rams quarterback Matthew Stafford, and his return to, to Detroit. Both teams came out firing in the first half, with the Lions carrying a 21-17 lead into halftime. The Lions entered the playoff as the number three seed and will play the winner of the Monday night football matchup between the Philadelphia Eagles and Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the divisional round next weekend. Detroit Lions. For the first time in three decades, the Lions hosted a home playoff game in Detroit and the sold-out atmosphere was electric, with a plethora of ex-players and celebrities cheering them on. The Lions held off the Rams in the NFL's longest active playoff victory drought. They had won a playoff game since defeating the Dallas Cowboys in the 1991 divisional round. Uh, promising trend, defensive end Aiden Hutchinson continued his stellar play. Hutchinson ended the regular season with five sacks in the final two games and put plenty of pressure on Stafford, recording two sacks and four quarterback hits. Uh, what was the biggest hole in the game plan? Defensively, the secondary was picked apart by Stafford in the first half. During the regular season, the Lions allowed seven passing touchdowns and 25-plus air yards, the second most behind the Washington Commanders. On Sunday, they gave up two to the Rams. Stafford threw a 50-yard touchdown pass to receiver Puka Nakua, who's also up for Offensive Rookie of the Year against C.J. Stroud, and a 38-yard touchdown to receiver Tutu Atwell. Uh, here's the quarterback break, breakdown. Chance of Jared Goff echoed throughout the building ahead of the kicking as the fans gave him his respect prior to facing the quarterback. Uh, Stafford, he was traded for in trade four in 2021. 
Though the first two drives of the game, Goff was 9 of 9 and had not been pressured nor left the pocket while averaging 5.3 air yards per attempt. Goff went in the night with 277 passing yards while going 22 for 27 with a touchdown. Um, yeah, so the next game uh, this winter will play either the Eagles or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, the Los Angeles Rams, let's talk about the Rams for a minute. In the week leading up to the game, Stafford said several times while he was ex- excited to return to Ford Field, he was most excited that the Rams were playing a playoff game of any kind after most outside of the building didn't think they had a chance to make the postseason. Stafford's return to Detroit, his first game at Ford Field since he was traded to the Rams, did not have a fairy tale ending for the Rams quarterback who did not throw a touchdown in the second half. Stafford completed 25 of 36 passes for 367 yards and two touchdowns with a passer rating of 120.9 in a game that the Rams never led. Uh, what's the silver lining here? The Rams continue to get production out of a rookie fifth-round pick, Puka Nakua, who had nine catches for 181 yards and a touchdown. Nakua set the record for most receiving yards by a rookie in NFL playoff history, according to ESPN stats and information. Uh, the troubling trend, the Rams were held without a touchdown on three red zone trips against the Lions, going zero for, in, he's going 0-4-0 zero zero in the red zone in game for the first time this season. Biggest hole in the game plan, Goff was perfect for 22-22 for 277 yards and a touchdown when he was not pressured. Uh, that is the most such attempts without an incompletion of playoff start since ESPN began tracking pressures in 2009. On the flip side, Goff was 0-5 with three sacks when pressured. Those eight dropbacks under pressure without completion are tied for golf's career high. So, uh, yeah, so congratulations to Detroit Lions. They're going to move on real quick. They are going to move on to the uh, the winner, I think, of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers-Philadelphia Eagles game. All right, so the NFL wildcard round continues, okay? We have the Buffalo Bills, who is the first place in the AFC East, take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. In a game that's supposed to be really, really cold and really, really freezing. Um, it's supposed to be zero with a wind chill of, I guess, minus 15. Who knows? I mean, yeah. So, our minus, you know, it could be higher, minus 20, minus 30. I don't know. But uh, it says right here, Bills, the Washington, uh, excuse me, the Buffalo Bills are pulling out um, the, the uh, residents of Buffalo to come help and shovel snow in the stadium before today's game at 3.30. Um, yeah, so the Bills organization is offering residents of Buffalo to come out and shovel snow to make sure everybody's safe for tonight, for today's game um, against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, the Buffalo organization, the Bills organization, is offering $20 an hour for residents who want to cover shovel snow, plus you get free food, plus I believe you get a free ticket to the game. Um, would you do it? Hit your little comments right down there below. I mean, would you guys go out there and shovel snow for $20 an hour, get free food and a free playoff game? I don't know. It's pretty, pretty cold. So, uh, if you live in Buffalo, you can shovel snow. The Buffalo Bills need your help. The blizzards that forced the NFL to postpone the playoff game between the Bills and the Pittsburgh Steelers is over, but the snow is dumped on the area still blanketing Highmark Stadium. The Bills who have already been paying locals to shovel snow overnight, put on another call for shovelers Monday morning. Um, game day morning in Orchard Park. This came from uh, Twitter, or should, should I say X, uh, Buffalo Bills uh, X page. We still need shovelers to help get Highmark Stadium ready for today's super wildcard game. 
The pay is $20 an hour, and a shovel will be provided if you don't have one. The Bills will also provide complimentary breakfast. It's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for Bills fans, whereas they're shoveling or looking like doofuses while sleeping, slipping down a snow slide. So we had a guy who was out there shoveling, and all of a sudden, somebody uh, posted up on his, uh, I guess on X, that uh, he had his shirt off, and he was uh, he made a little slow snow slide for himself. And um, he was sliding down the, uh, I guess, the ramp or the, uh, the, um, the, uh, yeah, it's like a little aisle kind of a ramp or the steps. So he, so if you guys want to watch that, just go to Buffalo Bills uh, Twitter page or excuse me, X page, and watch that. It's pretty funny. Um, it says snow from seats goes in tough, so it, it can't be pushed out off the field. And it can't be hauled pushed away. The game had had originally been scheduled for Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, but the NFL postponed the game until 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time Monday because of the massive snowstorm that hit Buffalo over the weekend. The conditions before and around the game time demonstrate why a delay was necessary. The weather was life-threatening, and there was no reason for anyone to play a game in those conditions. Um, it looks pretty bad. I mean, if you go to the Buffalo Bills X page, it looks pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> Trainwreck Sports posted it up. Um, it's gray, gray skies. It looks, it looks, uh, you know, it looks like a bunch of snow coming down. You barely could tell it. The picture looks hazy. So we'll see. It's going to be an interesting game to watch. Um, so right now the biggest, uh, the biggest question is, can they still play the game? Of course, they're still going to play the game. They, they postponed the game already. So either way, they're going to have the Buffalo Bills, Pittsburgh Steelers game. Um, what about the Buffalo Bills, you know, scores and hi- scores and highlights and everything else? Uh, this is on ESPN. Uh, Buffalo Bills is the bad weather the edge betters are looking for. Um, Buffalo Bills. People are expecting Buffalo to win this game. Um, I think uh, Josh Allen is supposed to be really having a good game. Um, I mean, what do you guys think? Do you think Buffalo wins this game, or do you think the Pittsburgh Steelers win this game? You know, um, the last game against Miami, Josh Allen had 359 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions with a passer rate of 101.6. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. So, yeah. So, uh, what is your opinion about the NFL wildcard games this weekend? Just uh, hit the little comments below. And, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see you guys on Sunday for the NFL continuation of the NFL wildcard weekend. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. So, listen, you guys have a great day. Make sure you hit that little like and subscribe. It's always a great time here on the Matthew Paris Show. And I will talk to you guys very soon. All right, guys, take care. All right, bye.